What's up, Ego Hackers? This is C.S. Joseph. Welcome to C.S. Joseph Podcast. This is season 31, episode... I think it's technically nine. Uh, technically episode nine. And uh, the title is, Is There Hope for Men of Low Value? And yes. Yes, there is hope. That's the main answer. But why? And how? How is there hope? Uh, it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people within the community have been like, okay, you've defined what it is to be a high value man. You've defined what it is to be a high value woman. But what about those of us that are low value men and low value women? Is there hope? Right? I could say for a fact that there's based on current, you know, feminist society, there's a lot less hope for women uh, than there is for men. That's for sure. But there is still hope. Uh, there's still hope for, for both uh, genders uh, within uh, this trying time of history that, you know, we're dealing with when it comes to uh, intersexual dynamics and the like. And... Uh, in the next episode after this, we're going to be looking at, you know, what hope is there for women, but what's really important for the women's episode is why they have hope. That's the most important part, actually. And I think that as a result of that, I think that they will come to a larger appreciation for men in general and men's nature and men's behavior. Uh, because while they technically have less hope uh, for their gender, their hope is more likely to occur. It's more likely to happen than it is for men uh, in our current society. Uh, there's a lot more hope for men, but in order for men to realize it, it's actually a lot more difficult for men in Western society. Whereas there's a lot less hope for women, but it's easier for them to realize that hope. I wonder if that makes sense for you folks. I don't know if it does or not, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, you guys are just going to have to hold out for the next episode. But I've been getting questions uh, from the audience uh, consistently uh, talking about like, okay, Mr. C.S. Joseph, tell me. Like, we have the definitions of high value uh, men and women, and obviously I'm low value because I don't meet that standard. So, FC, what do? <laughs> Which is an EVE Online uh, lingo. But uh, what the hell do I do when I'm in that situation? Like, what do you recommend uh, for that? So, and this is me responding uh, to those questions, and there's a tons of other questions I got. It's interesting because... Um, I keep pushing out some of the main content pieces of this lecture series, specifically because I keep having a lot of uh, questions coming in. I know Cynthia Payne recently just uh, posted a really big comment in, I don't remember which episode it was, but I will be making a video specifically to address her comment and uh, to move forward. Uh, and also shout out to Cynthia for having the courage 
uh, to post uh, what she has been posting. It's been excellent. And also admitting uh, within her posts areas of you know understanding that she's gained as a result of watching these videos. I, for one, am very appreciative that she does this. So thank you for that. Wow, someone's uh, dinner knife is just randomly on the street here. It's kind of odd. So anyway, you guys get to uh, enjoy C.S. Joseph uh, lecturing with uh, in the middle of the night on the street, like I like to do, with a little bit of rum and coke. I like rum and coke, except without the coke. I don't. I don't drink coke because it's not healthy at all. I use a different, uh, different source, honestly. So, anyway. So, wow. Men end up having, you know, a lot of struggles within Western society, but overall they have a lot more hope. And if you're a low-value man, and I mean, for the sake of the audience, let's, let's define a low-value man. A low-value man is a man who believes he has to earn women. A low-value man is a man who is completely reliant upon society. That means reliant upon the monetary system, reliant on the fact that there's food in a grocery store, like he doesn't have the skill to kill an animal or skin an animal or uh, make meat, etc. Or, you know, from an animal. He doesn't have the skill to trap. He doesn't have the skill to fish, etc. He doesn't have the ability to provide for himself or anyone else. A low-value man uh, consumes more than he produces. Uh, a low-value man is fat or obese. That's a low-value man for sure. Uh, a low-value man is unhealthy. low-value man neglects himself, doesn't take care of himself, etc. It's also an example of a low-value man. Um, a low-value man does not have the ability to change his life circumstances on a whim. And that was really a hard one for me to come to terms with, but I do know that as a result of reading a lot of Tomasi's books and some other books from other people, including Mark Manson and also uh, W. Anton. And uh, there's a few others out there, obviously Roosh, but oh yeah, Christopher Canwell. But a man having the ability to change his circumstances on a whim is a serious, serious thing. And I didn't really come to appreciate that or what that meant actually until I read the book uh, Insurgents by uh, Frank Viola. And that book is, well, it's a huge consternation or um, let's just say, um, uh, gosh, what do you call it? Admonishment or um, indictment of the Christian church, we'll say, or the people in the Christian church. I'm always down for Christian indictments because I'm not a fan of Christians these days. I find Christians to be uh, the number one group on the earth that destroys masculinity. Hands down. I don't care what church you go for. I don't care if you follow Pastor Mark Driscoll, the former pastor of Mars Hill. Yeah, he's got an amazing men's program. But let me tell you something. His men's program sucks. I know, I used to be part of it. Now he's in like uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, whatnot. 
pretty cool dude for an ESFJ. And he got, he got lucky marrying his golden pair. They wrote the book Real Marriage Together, which is something I recommend women read uh, because it actually defines how to respect a man in a relationship pretty well. I do recommend that book, um, especially because Grace Driscoll, his ISFP wife, actually helped co-write it, and she wrote that chapter. I believe it's chapter four. I don't remember. Um, but it actually kind of reveals some aspect of respect um, that a lot of women are not aware of. But anyway, low-value men, they're everywhere. They're the majority because the reality of the situation is only 10 to 20% of the men are screwing all the girls out there. While the other eight out of 10 men are not having any sex at all and living unfulfilled lives and continue to serve society for no reward. They're not gaining anything from it. It's, um, quite frankly, it's pathetic. They're pathetic. I can't stand them. I find them pathetic. I find them gross people, honestly. I wish they'd have uh, the balls to stand up for what's right, but you know, like they're not gonna do that because they have a lot to lose, you know? So interesting how, you know, the men who are the real men out there, they're the ones who have the least to lose because they realize that by having masculinity alone, they can have anything and everything that they want on a whim at any moment because pussy grows on trees for these men. It grows on trees that allows them to have this attitude of, I'm not going to chase women. I get to replace them. You know, that's important. Super important to have that attitude. Being able to leverage competition anxiety and something known as dread game at any moment uh, towards women. That way, um, it doesn't matter if you're married. You always get hot spider monkey sex at all times because ultimately your wife is afraid of losing you, the high value man. Awesome. As it should be. As it should be. Because a humble woman knows just how replaceable she is. And that's how you can tell a humble woman from a non-humble woman. But low-value men are everywhere. Low-value men are a huge problem. And it continues to be a problem over and over and over. To the point where we can't even escape it at times and it's kind of annoying honestly it's it's really really annoying because you know when when we had the rite of passage uh there you know there's a time where society required the uh high uh rite of passage because it needed real men to pull it forward but now it's turned all men into nothing more than cattle little just cattle that's all they are just cattle everyone's cattle and, you know, because there's such a high volume of cattle, there's no reason to make that cattle have any other higher quality than the rest. Don't believe me? You can look up Cass Sunstein's um, complete live system about how anyone who is not an infant or super young child or elderly, they get all the benefits. Kind of creates a system that favors the people who are not super young or, you know, not children and not the elderly. And so that they're supported by society and the rest of society is not. Which increases, you know, death rates uh, amongst children and also elderly as a result. Because from the complete life system point of view, uh, they're not benefiting the most. And 
Cass Sunstein was uh, Obama's regulatory czar uh, that worked under Obama during the Obama administration. Really fantastic fellow. Samantha Power is his wife. She is a disgusting person, quite honestly. Don't like her at all. Not a fan. She's literally that uh, school teacher who thinks she knows more about your children, how to parent your children, and uh, you know than you do, basically. Uh, that's that's literally who she is, and I, I don't like her either. But both of these people have, you know, helped shape society, especially under UN Agenda Twenty One, to a point um, where you know society is constructed in such a way where people end up having shorter lifespans uh, many more chances of getting sick or getting cancer or ultimately dying and it's just it's just really sad it's just really really sad to me and part of this design is to also make it so western society is not good for men because men are the cheap disposable sex and that can be a problem and it's especially bad for feminine types, you know, the uh, crusader men out there, especially the crusader men. Now, granted, I know that people think, you know, INFPs are more feminine on paper than INTPs. Yes, that's technically true. But nurturally speaking, in terms of society, INTPs are actually way more feminine than INFPs. That's a fact. So you have to look at it from a neutral standpoint. What is the actual outcome? who ends up, you know, getting more screwed because at least an INFP values themselves and at least an INFP is interest-based. So they're not always going to let other people put one over on them, whereas an INTP would, which makes the INTP technically more feminine in the eyes of society. So they are technically more feminine in my eyes as a result because I'm just looking at the outcomes, folks. I'm not looking at type in terms of what's on paper, okay? So keep that in mind. Keep that very much in mind. You guys need to understand that. So beyond that, what's a low value man to do? Well, you guys got a lot more hope. Women don't have as much hope. Although women end up, <laughs> what little hope they do have, they end up cashing out on that hope way more often than men do, that's for sure. Men have a lot more hope, but they don't really cash out on it very much. But let's talk about the first reason as to why men have a lot of hope. The reason is, is because a man's prime is in his late 30s. See, a woman's prime is 20 to 26. That's her prime. That's her most fertile years. But a man's prime... 36 to 42 that's a man's prime that's the most attractive man on a scale of 1 to 10 he's like a 8 9 10 during those years that's awesome you know women they're like a 3 in those years maybe 4 at most in those years but during 20 to 26 they're 8 9 or 10 in terms of what we colloquially call sexual market value Low-value versus high-value women versus low-value, high-value men. Age has a lot to do with it. Because men are not born with value, so they have to create value. So it takes them a lot longer to create value. This is why society often says that, you know, men don't develop as fast as women, obviously. 
But, you know, when we, we men can't attract women our own age, when we're 20 to 26 ourselves, guess what? You will be able to attract those women when you're in your late 30s. Because those women, when they're 20 to 26, guess who they screw in? They're screwing men in their prime. Or they're screwing the alphas that are their own age. One of the two. But if you're not alpha, or if you're not the ideal man, which some people would claim is the sigma male, I don't know if that's true. I still take issue a little bit with these uh, very subjective titles of alpha, beta, sigma crap, honestly. But it's the best thing we got, so I use them. You know, but I'm not that, I'm really not that interested in using them. But the Sigma male basically is a man who's able to satisfy both the alpha and beta traits aspects of a woman's hypergamy. Okay, so he is the ultimate ideal man. Okay, he is the ideal man. He is the less than 1% of the population of men. 20 and then 19% or 20% or 21% of men out there are alphas and the rest are just betas ultimately. But if you're beta, if you're a low value man, is there hope for me? Yes, there is. Because if you are, for example, a beta man, if you are like a crusader man, which you're a beta, let's be honest, you're beta, you still have the opportunity to have to learn your alpha traits, just like alpha males have to learn their beta traits. Because ultimately the path for manhood is to ultimately become the sigma male as it were to become the ideal man now when we had a lot right of passages for men all men via rite of passage via the mature masculine the cult of the mature masculine all men regardless of type had the opportunity uh, to become the ideal man to become the sigma male every one of them but we don't have that nowadays and you have the STPs and NTJ men, for example, where alpha behavior is normal for them. It's completely normal uh, and natural to them. So they're the ones who ends up, so them plus the sigmas, they end up screwing all the girls while the rest of us suffer in darkness and silence in servitude to the world system. Servitude that I resent, servitude that I am quite bitter for. I really hate it. I hate that servitude. And that servitude begins right at birth, especially when we are assigned that social security number, for example, or where everything in the society is centered around money. We're taught about how important money is and how to seek out money. Imagine a man, likely a Sigma, for example, who could live off of nature alone and not require anything from society. Imagine if men collectively were taught those skills, for example, post rite of passage. Interesting. Those men would not ever allow society to dictate to them who to, how to live their lives, right? Of course not. Well, the point is, low-value men have hope. They have hope because as a man gets older, he has way more opportunity. This is why I tell younger men to screw much older women, take advantage of the matron archetype, and then when they get older, commit or screw whatever you want. You can have a roster of women, whatever you want, younger girls uh, when you are in your prime. So you basically, you switch, you know. So there's still hope for you, you know. Even if you're, po even if you're past your prime, that's all right. It's technically all right. Let me give you some examples as to why that's all right. My father-in-law, he's... 
62 now. And he is banging a 39-year-old. Awesome. Close friend of mine. He's 50 years old. He is banging a 30-year-old right now. Awesome. Um, I mean, my wife's 10 years younger than me, for example. You know? Yep. Definitely uh, liking the fact that uh, her and I have a committed relationship. And I am not in a committed relationship with my INTJ ex, who is now 40 years old. Wow. Even though she lied to me and claimed that she was 28 years old. Yeah. That's, I mean, just goes to show her character. Or, well, lack of it, right? <laughs> it's so funny. She sent me this uh, fake cease and desist order through email. I wanted to respond back and say, pathetic, but whatever. Like, you can't stop someone from exercising their right to freedom of speech, right? As if her, you know, little scare tactics, like, work. Who cares? Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous. People, uh, you know, how about just have self-respect and take your hits and don't let your feelings get hurt, you know, because... It's pretty obvious feelings get hurt when they shouldn't be hurt. You know, let's all be adults here. You know, you reap what you sow, right? That goes for me more than anybody else in my life. Trust me. I know how that works. I know how it is. You reap what you sow. If you don't want to sow blowback in your life, well, treat people with respect and it, you know, might not happen. Anyway, so thing is, is that like, it's not too late for you. I like, I know a 36 year old man, like, he's like, oh crap, I'm like super beta, but I'm like, bro, you could change yourself, you know? I'm like, your prime is right ahead of you. Your best years of your life are ahead of you. You could have the opportunity to screw 20 to 26 year olds and you've never had that opportunity your whole life. Your whole life's ahead of you. You gotta just be focused on creating value. You have to be in that state of continuous improvement, right? Continuous improvement. That's what matters. That is what is key. But no, you know, continuous improvement is everything. Some examples of continuous improvement. You are, for example, planning your calories and your macros, protein, fat, carbohydrates on your MyFitnessPal every single day, right? And you are lifting two to four times a week and you have your leg day and you have your upper body day. It's pretty obvious. If you don't know how to do that, what are you doing? I recommend uh, Greg O'Gallagher, um, Kino Body System, K-I-N-O Body, Kino Body. Start with aggressive fat loss um, for the first three months, first 12 weeks and uh, see where you go. If uh, you may need to do that for six months, so 24 weeks, you may need to do that for 24 weeks. And then after that, do the warrior shredding program after that. And then after that, do the Greek God program. Warrior shredding is six months, Greek God is six months. And then after 1.5 years, as long as you follow it to the T within reason, of course, because sometimes 
you might find yourself over trading for where you're able to do for example i overtrained and i'm in maintenance calories right now uh resting etc and still lifting i'm only lifting twice a week right now just to keep my muscle maintained and then uh after that uh, and then I'm also doing uh, martial arts training on top of that as well. And I'm getting at least 10,000 steps a day. But the point is, is that you need to be creating health value for yourself. You need to make sure that you're eating only organic and non-GMO foods at all times. Organic technically has non-GMO in it, and that's cool. If you can't find organic food, then you can settle for non-GMO. But that's it. Period. End of story. No BPAs. You got to seriously find out all these foods that are screwing with you. If you don't know, make sure you're watching Thomas DeLauer on YouTube. Make sure you're watching Dr. Eric Berg, B-E-R-G on YouTube constantly. Get your health where it needs to be, okay? Uh, in terms of lifting and understanding that, Jeff Nippert is a good uh, source. Uh, Greg O'Gallagher is a good source as well. That one guy that competes with Thomas DeLauer uh, he's an African-American fellow, fantastic dude. I just can't remember his name to save my life. I don't know why, um, but he's got a fitness channel on YouTube as well. He actually did some collaborations with Thomas DeLauer, which was interesting, but it'll help you get your fitness up off the ground. Fitness is also part of developing the warrior archetype. We talk about king, warrior, magician, lover, super important. Another way that you as a man can create value um, is to produce more than you consume. Do not go to college and get a degree. That is literally a stupid idea. If you are in college now, I encourage you to drop out now. Save the money. Stop doing that and go get certified. Go get certified in something and then get a job of certification. A lot of people don't know that you can make 32 bucks an hour right now with an A-plus certification with Amazon.com. It's not that hard. Okay, there are things that can happen, right? Get apprenticeships, learn a trade. Men do this, create value, produce more than you consume, get your own place. There is, you have no effing excuse to not be employed and not have a job right now. There is no excuse, literally no excuse. What are you doing? get off your ass yeah i get that halo infinite is about to release i get that you know we're in patch 9.1 for world of warcraft shadowlands right now i get that innistrad midnight hunt for magic the gathering is coming out in two weeks from the time of this filming i understand that there's all these things going on right borderlands 3 like i don't care maybe that's a little bit older but the bottom line is is that you need to stop committing idolatry and stop like, you know, worshiping your pornography, which is just some stupid stopgap for the real thing. Okay. Like it's not hard. Create value. Women have to preserve their value because they are born with value, but men are not born with value. So they have to learn how to create value. And you have to be willing as men to accept the fact that women will consciously, subconsciously, or unconsciously treat you like a success object. They will objectify you. Women objectify constantly, just like we objectify women constantly. As a result of that, 
I expect you to make sure that you are fulfilling your male burden of performance. God-given male burden of performance. Book of Genesis. Cursed is the ground because of you. And by the sweat of your brow, you will eat of it the rest of your life. And the ground will produce thorns and thistles and obstacles for you. And then when it's all over, you will die. Okay? That's known as the male burden of performance, where God Almighty is basically expecting you as a man to prove to him every single day of your life your masculinity. Why? Because Adam, your father, your great 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 grandfather. There's probably like 400 more greats in there. Maybe a few thousand greats in there. I don't know. But that dude, well, he got cucked and he didn't didn't reject his woman like he should have because he got cucked. So based on that, based on that, um, you know, you got to be like, not like Adam, you know, super important. Don't be like Adam. Put yourself above the tribe. Recognize that your tribe, your family, your friends, your community, your church, your city, the state. Um, Also, um, the state, your country, the United States or Canada, Mexico, wherever you are in Western society. They're not going to be there for you. You have to get to the point, men, where you accept that you are the only person in your entire life who will actually be there for you. Not even your dad will be there for you. Not even your mom. And if your mom is there for you right now and you're 18 or above, she either resents you or she will resent you very soon because you're nothing more than a burden to her. Don't be a burden. Have your own life. Recognize that it's your job to have your life the solar system and you are the son of the solar system and you do not orbit anyone everyone orbits you create value be valuable there is hope for you yes i know that you're in a society that doesn't like men very much you're in a society that is afraid of masculinity the reason why is because they don't want another hitler on their hands because Hitler was the most egregious form of masculinity and ultimately National Socialism and the Nazis, etc. The Germans of the 1930s and the 1940s were the worst form of collective masculinity to exist on the earth. And because of that, the rest of society or the world system is afraid of that coming back. And that's why they go out of their way to stifle masculinity, as we've discussed earlier within season 31. And you, I don't care if you're a crusader type, I don't care if you're a wayfarer, templar, I don't care. You have to make sure that you take control of your masculinity. You have to understand that you are the most important person in your life. I posted on Facebook earlier today where I said, hey, guess what? You know, uh, you know, I am more important than society. And like a lot of people posted on my Facebook and got all pissed off that I posted that. And then I'm like, look, 
I'm more important than society, but guess what? So are you. The individual is always more important than society because if men collectively are masculine men, and then if men get so pissed off at society because they realize they have nothing to lose because society has stolen everything from them, because society has conditioned men into thinking that they have to earn women and orbit women in order to get laid, for example, those men will become ultimately masculine via learned behavior as crusaders men should do technically. And then as a result of that, those men will challenge society and no one wants to lose their power. Once a person has power, the next thing they do is go out of their way to not lose it. And society is no different. This is why society must stifle masculinity at all costs. Masculinity itself is the enemy of society. And society will fall at the feet of masculinity. And it knows this. Remember the triple constraints. Cheap, fast, or right, or in business terms, timeline, budget, and specifications. Cheap, fast, or right, pick two. If you want it cheap and right, well, it's not gonna be fast. If you want it cheap and fast, well, it ain't gonna be right. If you want it fast and right, well, it ain't gonna be cheap. Cheap, fast, or right, pick two. Men are cheap, women are right, society is fast. And men, while we may be cheap, we are the trump card to society not women no we are we are and i encourage you men out there to understand that if you collectively take control of your masculinity and do as glenn beck says quote i am a man and i demand to be treated like one a real man a masculine man for example not that i like glenn beck because i don't um, I take a huge issue with uh, something he did a few years ago, but that's another story. But his statement there is still correct. As a result, it's really important that you men out there go out of your way to assert your masculinity and not serve at the feet of society or serve at the feet of the world system. You could even create a new society if you wanted. You, you, would, you could do this by creating a new political party if you wanted. It'd be pretty easy to do, it, especially now. You could easily take over, you know, um, so many seats at local municipalities, city hall, counties, school boards, so many seats where people are running unopposed. Think about how easy it would be if a masculine man came in there and just took over. <laughs> They'd all be crushed. And society will be crushed under the weight of masculinity. This is why masculine men need to ultimately form a new culture, a new nation, as it were. A nation that challenges the status quo. I would liken this nation to the kingdom of heaven. For it is written, the kingdom of God is in your midst. What that means is, is that the kingdom of God is here. You just have to choose to be a part of it. And I'm not talking about being a Christian or being a religious person. I don't care about that. I'm talking about you being a masculine man and taking full responsibility for your masculinity such that you are making a conscious decision every single day of your life to actually turn yourself into a high value man. And you can. You can have that in your life. You can have that.
you're going to have to anyway. Society is going to turn you betas into these bunch of cucks because polyamory is around the corner where you have polyamory. Like, don't believe me, men? You should read the book, The Ethical Slut. It's on Audible right now where these women are claiming about how great it is to be polyamorous, etc. No, no, no. Polyamory is proof of betahood. You are beta if you're polyamorous. That's the reality situation. Only a sigma male would have a harem, for example, you know, because polygamy is the way of the sigma, right? Monogamy? Monogamy isn't really around anymore. If you think monogamy is a thing, you're probably just someone who's in church and church is not good for you anyway because church is just something that exists to destroy masculinity because church itself serves the world system, which is lame. And if you're a church-going person, you need to read Insurgents by Frank Viola ASAP because that's ultimately ridiculous. I hope to have him actually as a guest on the show in the near future where we can discuss these issues. I understand the implications. You know, if you're a low value man, you need to work on yourself, gain skills. You as a man need to get to a point where you have the ability to live and potentially live comfortably or live happily without ever having money in your life to the point where you could actually escape to the wild and be content in the wild if you had to and not participate in society because you're that strong, you're that capable. Imagine the kind of success object you would be to women in your life. You could have any woman you want if you had that kind of skill, that kind of capability, any woman. Because you just have the ability to change your life circumstances on a whim, amazing, right? Or you have the ability to produce more than you consume right? You have the ability to challenge the fabric and the foundation of society itself. You have the ability to strike fear in your enemies. With the greatest enemy being ultimately society, because it is society that conditions you into thinking that you need to earn women when women are not attracted to men who think that they need to be earned. Because real women, women of beauty, women of humility, those sexy, humble virgins, for example, those women know that real men would never bow down to society. But of course, so many men do bow down to society. Kind of like King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. He creates this, he takes all the gold of the locale melts it and creates this idol, this huge statue. And he forces everybody to bow down to this statue and to worship it. And if you don't do it, you'll be thrown into the fiery furnace. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, guess what? <laughs> They're not gonna put up with bodily autonomy violations, right? And then they choose to not bow down before the idol. And then they get thrown into the fiery furnace. But then a fourth person shows up in the fiery furnace with them. And they're protected and they don't get burned. 
That, my friends, is an example of true masculinity. Are you willing to lay down your life for your masculinity? See, that's the difference between a high value and a low value man right there. So men, do you really wanna have a good life? Do you wanna be that 50 year old banging that 30 year old? Do you wanna be that 61 year old banging that 39 year old? You really can have that, you can. Because, you know, as the older a man gets, the younger woman he can attract. Not the same for women. Women just have to accept the fact that the older she gets, the older a man she can attract. That's reality. So based on that, you have to understand, you know, these, these issues are consistently a problem. But nobody knows that. Nobody understands that because, you know, why would society ever want you to become wise? Why? Because you being wise means that you would learn the secrets of masculinity. And if you learn the secrets of masculinity, then you would, in effect, be dangerous because you would challenge the system, the very foundation and fabric of society itself. Because masculine men have the power to subjugate society and make and bend society to their will because they are the ones who ultimately are pulling society along. I tell you the truth. Unless there are more masculine men, then society will continue to subjugate us. Society will violate everything there is in terms of manhood in terms of our lives doesn't matter i don't care if you're an american under the constitution of the united states it does not matter any nation any government any body uh, or authority upon the earth it does not matter for it is written we wrestle not against flesh and blood but by powers and principalities or authorities of this world that's reality that's what's really going on that's where the conflict is men we wrestle against the main authority known as society society exists to destroy our masculinity and not to increase it or make it better or help us or give us a rite of passage that we need so desperately no we have to be there for each other that is what the cult of mature masculine actually is for. But once you become a man, and once you understand these things, and you have your rite of passage, and you're putting self above tribe, once you realize all these things, you will never allow the tribe, aka society, get in the way of you living your life. Just like it is in the Declaration of Independence, we find these truths to be self evident because it is self-evident for example as benjamin franklin says in the declaration of independence you know that um you know all men are equal endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights life liberty and the pursuit of happiness these things are the gifts given to a masculine man.
If you want these gifts, if you want to keep these gifts, then you must assert your masculinity or risk forfeiting them. And you must do this. So yes, there is a lot of hope for you as a low value man. There is a lot of hope, but you have to be willing to stand up against the juggernaut of your family, of your community, your church, your city, your state, your country, your society, and ultimately the world system. Because if you're not willing to do this, you're not a man. Because you have to put yourself above everyone else. And as soon as you do, guess what? That's when women finally are sexually attracted to you. Because that's reality. For where men lead, women follow. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please leave a comment below. Like and subscribe, folks. That would be awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Season 31. Going to be definitely going to huge depth uh, for the ladies on the next episode. Talking about, oh crap, I realize that I'm a low-value woman. What do I do? And is there hope for me? Short answer is yes. Not much. But guess what? <laughs> Even though there's not much hope, women are able to capitalize on that little hope way more than the a lot of hope that men are able to capitalize on because at least women don't have to face society like men do so anyway folks thanks for watching see you guys probably tomorrow night later